And hello there, Peter Mansbridge here. You are just moments away from the latest episode of The Bridge. Thursday, your turn. The question this week, what one thing would you tell a new immigrant to Canada? Your answers, and there are lots of them, coming right up. there, Peter Mansbridge in uh, Toronto for this day. Welcome to Thursday. Welcome to February. Did you always have trouble using that word, February? I always did. I still do. But the thing that gets me going this morning is, you know, it just seemed like yesterday we were talking about the new year. We're in a new year, 2024. It's all new. It's already old. We're into the second month. The new year is already the year. It's 2024. I'm glad to have you with us. These days, um, well, first of all, (laughs) you know the old saying, the older you get, how much quicker the time goes by. Well, of course, that's not true. The time goes by the same speed it's always gone by. Tick, tick, tick. But it does feel faster as you uh, hit the, uh, what what is this? It's somewhere between the autumn and the sunset years. For me, anyway. Still enjoying life. Still enjoying life. And that's what we want to do. And still learning. It's that old saying, you learn something new every day? Well, I think you learn some, something, one thing, at least one thing new every day. I know I try to do that. Well, I learn a lot of new things on Thursdays because that's when you wade into the picture. With our new format, which we're still testing out, it's been very, very good so far. I know some of you are having a little bit of trouble with it, but... The overwhelming majority of people who are writing in are uh, most of them are new new listeners, or well, not necessarily new listeners, new writers. They didn't used to write in, but they write in now and challenge with the question of the week. And the question for this week: If you could say one thing to a new immigrant to Canada about Canada, what would that one thing be? Well, there's a a lot of suggestions from you today, and we're going to get to them uh, starting right now. The first one comes from Randy Kudar in London, Ontario. I'd say, welcome to Canada, a country that strives to be multicultural and multi-ethnic. We welcome you here to start a new phase of your life. All we ask in return is that you leave behind the prejudices, the hatreds, and the grudges that may have infested the country from where you came. Please leave them behind. Now, just down the road from London in Thamesford, Ontario, is Jeff Stover, and here's what he writes. As a lifelong Canadian talking to a newly landed immigrant... I would take the opportunity to try to acclimatize the person to the Canadian way of life. 
First and foremost, as a Canadian, you do not and cannot take yourself too seriously. You recognize that you are not the center of the universe, meaning others have to be allowed to live as they see fit within Canada's own laws. Part of our humble approach to life is that we allow room to accommodate differences. We do not kill each other for rooting for the wrong sports team or for being a member of a different religion. A true Canadian will shrug their shoulders and then join them for a beer. It's essential that to be a part of this country's fabric and machinery, you have to, from your heart, check all your hatred and biases at the door for life. Kurt Tugnam in, uh, well, near Kamloops, B.C. I love my country. It's not perfect, but I believe it to be far better than most. Unlike you, I did not choose to be here. My grandparents chose for me. My request to you is simply to come to love Canada as I do, or leave it. It is the same choice I have, despite being born here. I choose to stay. I hope you can make the same choice, and for the same reasons. Volker Ross Arnold in Souk, B.C. As you go about building your new lives here in Canada, you will become part of us. And though you may be a, of another nationality by birth, just remember to be a Canadian first. This is your new homeland, a wonderful, powerful patchwork quilt of many cultures and ideals. Collectively, we've got a good thing going here. Let your actions and your voices be that of national unity and not partisanship, as this great country should be defended at all costs. Michael Stringer in Toronto. I would tell a new immigrant to Canada that you can freely express your cultural identity and simultaneously embrace Canadian culture. Jim and Diane Gannon, they're writing from uh, the Azores. They're actually from Collingwood, Ontario. Canada is big and safe. It's a miracle that it exists with so few people in the world, so crowded and dangerous in so many places. We have incredible resources with such promise. We need you going forward. Canada is now your home. You will see many like you here and others that are very different, all now part of your Canadian family. Welcome. Michael Burgess in Toronto. One thing I would tell new immigrants is that Canada is not a place they have to assimilate into. The vast majority of Canadians recognize that our differences are strengths and everyone's individuality is what makes this such an incredible place. Oh, and get a good winter coat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Harold Gold in uh, Calgary, Alberta. Layers. That is what I would tell any person new to Canada. Be prepared for temperatures that can change from minus 20 to plus 20 in the course of one day. While a lot of people might opt to just stay indoors during these temperature swings, 
Being outdoors, getting to know your neighbors and becoming an active part of one's community is key to integration into Canada and its many cultures. And this is best done when you're not limiting yourself to indoor activities. Ken Pelishock in Newstad, Ontario. Newstad's, uh, well, I guess it's north of Guelph. And Kitchener. When buying a new snow shovel, (laughs) I knew we had to get to this. When buying a new snow shovel, look for one with that back-saving curve in the handle. And if possible, try to get one with a metal edge. That's pretty good advice, especially the curve part. You know, it took us a long time to invent that snow shovel with the curve in it, in the handle. There's a lot of a lot of damaged backs before we come up with that idea. But it seems to work. It looks weird. But it works. Stephen Needham in sunny Saskatoon. Big sky country out there. You know, I love reading these letters because there's so many of these places or regions that I've lived in. I've been lucky. You know, I've moved around the country. I've lived in many different places. Uh, My big year in Saskatchewan was, uh, let me get this right, 1975. I I was uh, the Nationals correspondent for Saskatchewan, which meant I lived in Regina, but... I travel the province every week. I was all over the province, and it's a fantastic province. I was watching a movie the other day where there was an airplane landing, and they, you know, it was a big, big, big passenger jet, and they, the landing gear wouldn't go down. So there's kind of chaos in the plane about the landing gear. Actually, it wasn't a passenger jet. It was this new series on Apple about the Second World War, and they couldn't, they couldn't lower the landing gear. So they had to do a um, no wheels landing in a field. Anyway, it reminded me of once going into uh, Speedy Creek, Swift Current, Saskatchewan. And I was on a little plane, on a little single engine plane. And the gear wouldn't come down. And uh, the, the pilot who was, you know, focusing on trying to, you know, navigate the the airways um, and talk to the tower about, you know, the potential emergency, had me working on the, the landing gear from the manual side of things, kind of lowering it. And um, and so that's what I did because I was sitting in the, uh, I guess, the right-hand seat um, next to the pilot. So I, I lowered the landing gear. But we had to make sure that it actually not only lowered but locked in place and so we kind of flew over the tower so they could tell us that the gear was down whether it was locked or not we didn't know but anyway we landed it, it turned out it was locked and everything was fine but it was a little a little bit of a moment there in swift current saskatchewan um anyway let's get to <laughs> Stephen needham's story from sunny saskatoon was this I understand that the larger cities like Vancouver and Toronto are the main targets for new immigrants. 
I understand why as well. I also know that the housing crisis is rampant in those two cities. There are many great other places in Canada to settle, especially on the prairies, where ample and affordable housing is still plentiful. The prairies feature their own beauty and way of life that, given an open mind, I think new immigrants would learn to love. Marilyn Myers in Sioux Lookout, Ontario, another place that I've been to many times. After or before I went to Saskatchewan, I was based in Winnipeg, and one of my responsibilities was northwestern Ontario, and Sioux Lookout is is one of the communities in northwestern Ontario, with 350 uh, clicks northwest of Thunder Bay. Anyway, what does Marilyn write? She writes this. Welcome. When arriving in Canada, expect to go through the following phases. Give yourself time and give yourself grace. Honeymoon phase. Everything feels awesome and wonderful. Canada's great. That kind of lasts from zero to three months. The hostility phase. You will strongly experience the differences from your homeland and find them frustrating and difficult. Canada's not so great. That's from six to nine months or more. The humor phase. You can laugh at those differences and take them in stride. Canada is getting better. That's the next three to six months. Then there's the homecoming phase. Canada feels like home. You love Canada. You're fully enculturated. Never heard that word before. Enjoy the journey. Patrick. Oops. That happens every once in a while. Patrick, Morocco, and Saint-Raymond, Quebec. That's about 60 kilometers northwest of Quebec City. All that Canadians ask is that you work hard and add to your new country and help develop a positive and open Canada for future generations. We're happy to have you and excited to learn about you and your culture, especially the opportunity to experience new and different cuisine Bienvenue, and don't be afraid to ask for help if you ever need it. That's true. Help is just an ask away. Doug Yarnell in Warman, Saskatchewan. That's uh, 20 kilometers north of Saskatoon. A lot of small town listeners this week. It's great. And uh, what is it that uh, Doug Yarnell says? about the one thing that he would tell a new immigrant to Canada about Canada. The one thing I would tell a newcomer to Canada would be that Canadians pay way too much tax, period. Well, it's true. We do pay a lot of tax. Uh, We get things as a result of our taxes that a lot of other people in the world don't get. But we do pay a lot of tax. B.R. Ravi Shankar in Ottawa. The one thing I would tell a brand new immigrant to Canada, and I have many, many times told them this, is the importance of understanding the indigenous history and cultures of Canada. By sheer necessity, new immigrants will be forced to learn a lot of things about Canada and life in Canada. But seldom do they understand and appreciate the complex history of this beautiful country that affects all our lives.
We need to introduce the future citizens to the first citizens of the country. You're right about that, BR. And it's really, that's good advice for all of us, not just new immigrants. Salam Gwinnett in Victoria. I am an immigrant who was woefully ignorant of Canada's indigenous heritage when I arrived in 1999. The first thing I should have learned was that Canada is a land of visitors. And like all good visitors, we should appreciate sharing our space with its guardians. Many people arrive in Canada thinking that their culture and history are unique without giving enough appreciation for the richness of the culture they have come to share. Respect and understanding can only make us a better country. Zach Henry. Where's Zach? Zach's in Ottawa as well. I'd say, come as you are. Help when you can. We really don't care where you came from or why you left, but we do expect you to contribute to our shared sense of community, not just monetarily via taxes, but in kind and in gesture towards those here before you and those who come after you. Harold Smith in Thompson, Manitoba. That was on the old trail up to Churchill, where some of you may recall that I lived for three years, Churchill, Manitoba. Thompson was Thompson was like the big city to the south. If you could get away for a weekend in Thompson, that was that was good times. Harold writes, I would tell a new immigrant to Canada that public libraries are free. Then I would offer to take them to their local library and introduce them to the staff. Without fail, I have found staff in public libraries to be welcoming and eager to help people find materials that are relevant or helpful for them. Christine Ramos in Toronto. My parents and I celebrated our 50th anniversary of immigration to Canada recently. I made sure to celebrate this day with champagne, to thank my parents for bravely leaving all their friends, family, and belongings to start a life in a country where they didn't even speak the language and had no friends and family to ease their transition. I think that new immigrants would benefit from knowing that Canada is a diverse nation and practically every language and culture is thriving here. This means that they can seek help and guidance from established organizations that can help them with their transition to Canada in their own language. There's a network of social clubs, special services for immigrants, religious institutions, and even government agencies that provide services in their own language. My parents struggled initially, unnecessarily, because they did not know that there were Portuguese social clubs that they could have belonged to that could have helped them. It was only after months of attending an English-language Catholic church that they were told there was a church with Portuguese services within a bus ride of their apartment, and then that lead, or sorry, and then that led to their world expanding and English-language classes that helped my mother get a job. Well, congratulations, Christine, to you and to your family. 50 years. You know, I, 
it made me look at the date. Here we are in 2024. It was 1954, 70 years ago in April, that my family landed in Canada. By sea, we came from England and Malaya and landed in Quebec City in April of 1954, 70 years ago. Reason to celebrate that moment. Peter Burbage in Kingston, Ontario. I would tell new immigrants it won't be easy. This especially applies to young refugees. While we are a peaceful and relatively safe country and have many resources, there are many challenges. Language, racism, even after training, most employers want experience, housing costs, extremely low minimum wage. I've been involved in several private sponsorship families who love to be in Canada but are having and living on the edge due to these circumstances. Gary Gould in Brantford, Ontario. My advice to recent immigrants, once they have oriented themselves, simply approach neighbors or even strangers on the street and ask simple questions such as, can you help me? Can you show me how to do something? Can you please give me some directions as to how to seek medical or legal help? Canadians generally will go out of their way to give a hand if simply asked to do so. It's the Canadian way. We as Canadians generally stick to ourselves and expect others to just know what to do, say, or act. Once someone seeks our help, we are more than willing to help. Jeff Bettle in Minnedosa, Manitoba. That's in southwest Manitoba, about 50 kilometers north of Brandon. Beautiful community, Minnedosa, Manitoba. Being there... Didn't live there, but passed through there. I did live in Brandon for a while. What does Jeff say? Jeff says, What I would tell a new immigrant about this country would be that Canada has been shaped geographically and culturally by water. From early transportation and commerce to hockey, ice fishing, and boating, water has played a part in our lives here. We have more lakes 887,000, according to Jeff, than all other countries combined. This would be the roundabout way of getting to the more important conversation about learning to swim. Every year the news tells us another tragic story of a new Canadian losing their life and an opportunity to drowning. Swim classes and water safety should be offered and shared with every new immigrant coming to this country. Wow, I've never thought of that. Never thought of it. But thank you, Jeff. That's an, a really interesting observation. Gus Livingston in Dunville, Ontario. That's uh, less than an hour south of St. Catharines. Do not become a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs unless you're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> That's the number one thing we should tell people as they're getting off the plane, the train, the ship, the car, the truck, the however they come into Canada. 
the bus. Hey, whatever you do, do not become a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs unless you're a glutton for punishment. Uh, yes, it can be punishing to be a fan of the Leafs. Travis Moore in Ottawa. I would tell a new immigrant about Tim Hortons. It's imperative that they acquire a taste for it so they can take part in Canada's favorite lottery, roll up the rim to win. I would not, however, tell them that I've been playing for 30 years and I've only won a couple of donuts. <laughs> Sandy McCabe in London, Ontario. It's almost time for a break. We'll take a break after Sandy's letter. Get the most enjoyment during our winters by dressing appropriately. You will need a very warm hooded jacket that comes down to the knees, a toque and a scarf, a pair of lined gloves and mittens, boots that go over at least the ankle with defined treads, removable spikes which fit snugly over the boots that will allow you to walk carefully on icy surfaces, and there are days where you'll appreciate having those, although you really don't see a lot of them around. But there's nothing worse than slipping on the ice. And there's nothing worse than slipping on the ice as you get older. Enjoy the elements. It's not bad weather, it's bad clothing. <laughs> All right, Sandy, thank you for that. Time for a quick break. We'll be right back. There's lots more, and there's the random ranter. Still to come. And welcome back. You're listening to uh, The Bridge, the Thursday episode for this first day of February, 2024. It's your turn, and the question of the week is, if you could say one thing to a new immigrant arriving in Canada, about Canada, what would that one thing be? You're listening on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks, or on your favorite podcast platform. However you are joining us today, we're so glad to have you with us. Leslie Hogan in Ottawa writes this. Make yourself at home, join the community, laugh a lot, and please remember that so many people in Canada are very simply ignorant of other peoples and places, so be careful. I look forward to meeting many of you. It's always such a pleasure. Mike Patton in Edmonton, Alberta. One thing, something about our national cuisine. Never order poutine west of Kingston. Got that? Never order poutine west of Kingston, Ontario. Michelle Westers, or Michelle Vesters, in Medicine Hat. If I could tell a new immigrant to Canada one thing, it would be that you have much to offer us. I've been a teacher for over 20 years. Over the past decade, there has been an increase in the number of immigrants in our city, the personal stories of resilience from those who have survived wars, lived in refugee camps, and learned a new language, the food and candy they've shared from their country of origin, and the various perspectives on culture, history, and governance 
from places of the world I am less familiar with have all helped to enrich my own life. Josette Sassoon in Toronto. You should familiarize yourself with some facts about Canada. History. You'll love learning about us. Geography. Each place has its own unique beauty and vibes. Official languages. English and French. Learning one of them will help you connect with more people and make your experience even more enriching. Social responsibility. Aim to become a contributing member of our community, our society. Your skills and talents are valuable, and we are excited for you to share them with us. Cultural exchange. Feel free to share your own culture with us. At the same time, let us all respect and honor our great nation and its laws. Be tolerant of all those who came before you. Together, we can create a harmonious and vibrant community. It's all good advice. Sharon Morrison in Yellowknife. When meeting new immigrants to my community, I welcome them and suggest that they become familiar and knowledgeable with our community and reach out to meet people. I may invite them to a community event and introduce them to people I know. I think it's important for new immigrants to feel that they are part of their new community. Blair Davidson in Saskatoon. Welcome to the best country in the world. Even with its warts, this country was forged by individuals like yourself who were looking for a better future for their families. Their success, however measured, was our success. Your future is our future. Our hope is for you to succeed. Brian Miller in Montreal. As an old stock Canadian who coaches youth hockey, nothing gives me more pride than seeing first-generation kids fall in love with and excel at the sport. To see a game and team traditions that I grew up with means so much to a kid from somewhere else in the world is simply amazing. This is not just a hockey thing. You will encounter countless Canadians in different walks of life who feel the same. We are rightfully proud to have built a country and culture that can attract and absorb amazing people from all over. Don Kerr is just outside of Thamesville in southwestern Ontario. Assuming that this newcomer is from South Asia or perhaps the Caribbean, I tell them about the local cricket league. I love this. Tell them about cricket. Back in 2018, there were only six cricket teams in my area. Since then, the game has exploded to 22 teams. My impression? Canada obviously impacts the immigrant via acculturation, just as the opposite occurs. This is clearly the history and success of Canada, and in my view, a majority of Canadians take pride in this. With this in mind, I predict that Canada may someday become a contender on the world stage in cricket. True for both our men and women. Just look at what happened with soccer. That's how immigration works and has always worked, in subtle and more obvious ways. You know, I talked about 70 years ago coming to Canada. I was six or seven years old when that happened. 
And when I arrived in Canada, the sport I cherished most was cricket. Hell, my dad had been a great cricket player when we lived in Malaya. And he'd grown up playing cricket in England. And I wanted to be like him. And I, I remember going down to the baseball diamond to the hockey rink when we first arrived in Canada with a kind of sawed-off cricket bat in my hand. <laughs> Nobody knew what it was or why I was carrying it or what I could do with it. And I never really had the chance to explore that. But that's fascinating. I'd love to hear that, on how cricket has kind of exploded in the, in the Thamesville area. Norm Bus- Busolero in Port Sydney. That's part of Huntsville in the Muskokas. Congratulations, I'd say. You won the lottery. We take care of each other in Canada, regardless of your background and circumstance. It's not perfect, and it's not always easy, but it's safe, friendly, and a great place to raise your family. Your children will reap the benefits of your hard work and sacrifices. They'll reap them tenfold. They will retain the best aspects of your culture and share it with all of us. Your legacy has just begun. Paula Gratton in Miramichi, New Brunswick. I tell them our country is flawed, but it's still the freest, most open country to live in. Anyone would be lucky to live here. Maya Olson in uh, Vancouver. A little while back, I had the pleasure of conveying with a woman at the local pool, and after some or conversing, sorry, with a woman at the local pool, and after some small talk about swimming and our ages, she revealed she was new to Canada and was from Mexico. I said what I always say to a newcomer if we have the chance to chat: "Welcome to Canada. I wish you all the very best. I hope everything goes really well for you here." I say this in a positive and friendly way, and I mean it. In that brief conversation, without knowing each other at all, we have much in common because we're here today living in the real world and both as mature women, probably aware of all its awfulness. All we can really do is be nice to each other. It does help. Bill Falk in uh, Richmond, B.C., what I would like to tell a new immigrant arriving in Canada is this. Canada values the individual and is full of opportunities. All you need to do to partake of those opportunities is to be a good citizen. That means be honest, respect others, work hard, and when you're able, vote. Welcome to a good life. Alex Michael in Thunder Bay. It's tough to pick just one thing to tell someone, but if I had to, it would be this embrace the mosaic. Canada is a multicultural nation built by immigrants from all over the world. This beautiful mosaic of cultures is one of our greatest strengths. It means that there's something for everyone here, and you can find a community that feels like home. Cal Corley in Port Rowan, Ontario. That's an hour and a bit southeast of London on Lake Erie. Welcome to Canada, a country like no other. A safe and healthy place to live, work, raise a family, and invest. 
Canada is in the 15% of the world's countries whose justice and human services systems are not corrupt. Canada is also not a former colonial power, with all that brings. And perhaps most importantly, except for our indigenous people, this is a country of immigrants. In the main, we tend to understand what it is to be a newcomer. While you will invariably face some challenges in adapting to life here, please know that most Canadians look forward to supporting you in this life journey. Welcome. Here's our last letter of uh, the letters that we've chosen to air on the show. We, we've had, once again, dozens and dozens, hundreds of letters this week. And we, what we do is we, we choose the ones that follow the rules, you know, name, location, keep it short. And we like to get a good selection, especially of new listeners. And once again this week, that's what we've had. And that's wonderful. Involving others in this weekly conversation has been the goal ever since we started, you know, almost three years ago with your turn. The idea of letting you in. Now, I know some of you want to sort of get in on some of the conversations and issues we discuss. And that was the original goal of your turn. Uh, this has been a little different, and once again, we're kind of trying it out for a while. So far, it's worked splendidly. But I know some of you uh, miss the old format as well. Um, so we'll work at, uh, work at involving some of that at some point as well. But right now, we're, we're, we're running with this, and uh, we're enjoying the, the fact that so many of you have decided to get involved. Uh, eventually, after the ranter runs uh, today, we will pick uh, the one of the week that I like the best, and it will. Uh, I'll send out a signed copy of one of my books to that person. Here's the last letter, though, in the uh, in the group of letters we're reading today, and it comes from Gordon Shepherd in Collingwood, Ontario. You should know this by every metric when measured against all other nations. Canada is regarded as one of the best countries in the world in which to live. Yes, we have inflation, but it is one of the lowest inflation rates in the group of seven countries. Yes, we have national debt, but we have one of the best debt to GTB, excuse me, GDP ratios in the group of seven. Yes, housing and the cost of living can be high in some places, but those costs are high everywhere in the developed world. Yes, we have crime, but we are regarded as one of the safest nations in the world. Yes, we have political discord, but the institutions of our democracy are stable and your charter rights are protected. You have chosen to move to one of the freest and safest countries on the planet, and we wish you all the very best in the new chapter of your life and your family's life. Oh, well, that's a nice one to land on. Thank you, Gordon, for that. All right. Um, we're going to take a break for our pal, the Random Ranter. This has been an interesting week on the uh, kind of national political front. Parliament, after whatever it was, six weeks or so, the holiday break, came back. 
And so people were anxious to see, well, what's going to happen? Are these guys, have these people learned anything about how to get along in the hallowed halls of the Parliament of Canada? Or is it going to be the same crapshoot that it's been for the last year or two in question period? When I call it a crapshoot, I'm not talking about poker. I'm talking about the crap they shoot at each other. Well, it turned out that it was pretty ugly on the first day, and there were a lot of things written about it. And everybody took the blame for it, all parties, and the way they were treating each other. The random ranter decided to talk about that issue uh, this week with particular interest on one one party leader. So uh, we'll let the ranter have his rant. Right? You ready for this? The random ranter. Here he goes. Pierre Polyev must really fancy himself as some kind of wordsmith. I mean, you can see it from the smug look on his face every time he throws out a new zinger. But for all his efforts, to me, he's more like a craptastic Dr. Seuss. I mean, let's face it, Axe the Tax is no green eggs on ham. I get it, though. He's got a knack for rhyming, a real talent. But maybe he should try his hand at libertarian children's books, because if he expects to lead the country, we're going to need more than his catchy phrases, hyper-simple solutions, and his 24-7 petty grievances. This country has real problems, complex problems, that require thought-out, negotiated solutions. Solutions that invariably involve cooperation and compromise, not rhymes and slogans. And I don't care how many times he repeats them, and repeats them, and repeats them, his patent sloganeering is not going to solve anything. In fact, it only makes things worse. Which brings me to question period. It's completely broken, to the point where I've seen more order in a monkey house. As someone who grew up regularly watching This Week in Parliament with Don Newman, it makes me kind of sad. Back in the day, there always seemed to be a collegial atmosphere to Parliament. Just look at the friends and foes that united to mourn the passing of Ed Broadbent for evidence of it. But you know who wasn't there? Pierre Polyev. In fact, he couldn't even bother to be in his seat when Parliament paused for a moment of silence. I know it was never all roses on the floor of the House. I'm sure there's always been a level of antagonism. But these days, it seems like straight-up vitriol. Question period has become nothing more than clickbait for the bases. And I say bases because to varying degrees, all the parties are guilty of blatant performative politics. The conservatives just happen to be the best slash worst at it. And judging from the polls, it's working for them. They've figured out the secret sauce. No one cares about your policies when they're angry. You don't have to provide Canadians alternatives. You don't need to let them in on your plan. You just need to rile them up. And the beautiful thing about it, that snake oil you're selling them doesn't need to be supported by facts. It just needs to rhyme. Well, 
there he is, random ranter for uh, for this week. Think about the ranter. Is he always? <laughs> well, he always rants. Okay. <laughs> uh, we like the ranter, and I know you do too, even when you don't agree with him, uh, and and that's all good, because as we say, the idea behind the ranter is to uh, is to provoke thought. Just like your letters did this week, and some great letters they were. They truly were uh, from, you know, different parts of the country, from east and west and center and north. Uh, we heard we heard from a lot of Canadians this week. But as we uh, come to the close of today's edition, we do have to pick a winner. I think winner is the wrong word. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the best letter. It's the one that's kind of... I guess, let's be honest, it's the one I liked. It's my book. I'm sending it. I'm signing it. I'm mailing it. I'm boxing it up. Here's your winner this week. Comes from Medicine Hat, Alberta. Michelle Westers. I'm assuming it's Westers, although it could be Vesters as well. Here's what Michelle writes. I'll just remind you of this little letter. I like this one a lot. I liked a lot of letters this week. Couldn't have gone wrong on picking any number of them. But here's what Michelle wrote. If I could tell a new immigrant to Canada one thing, it would be that you have much to offer us. I've been a teacher for over 20 years. Over the past decade, there's been an increase in the number of immigrants in our city. The personal stories of resilience from those who have survived wars, lived in refugee camps, and learned a new language, the food and candy they've shared from their country of origin, and the various perspectives on culture, history, and governance from places of the world I am less familiar with have all helped to enrich my own life. Thanks, Michelle. Great letter. A lot of great letters today. I thank you all for participating in this little venture that we're on. I'm getting to learn more about our country. I'm getting to learn more about you. And I'm uh, loving every minute of it. We'll have another question of the week. We'll unveil it on Monday with the same rules applying. Tomorrow, Friday, it's Good Talk. Chantelle Bear and Bruce Anderson will be with us. And as we always say on Thursday, not sure what we're going to talk about, but there's always something to talk about, and we'll do that tomorrow on Good Talk. I'm Peter Mansbridge. Thanks so much for listening today. We'll talk to you again in 24 hours. <laughs>